Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And there's there's so many plants. So I'm still learning. I mean, there's still things that come up. You know, what was it? Five years ago, jackfruit became a big thing. And I thought, oh, what is this jackfruit? And then it was soy curls. And now there's all, I mean, when I was a kid, you're younger than I am, but when I was growing up, we didn't have fresh mushrooms in the grocery store, let alone a variety of mushrooms. So now we have all different kinds of mushrooms, king mushroom, king oyster mushrooms and shiitake and on and on it goes. But I think that the world of plants is much more diverse than going to the the meat counter. There's not a lot on the meat counter. (laughs) So I, 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 people just understood how many different kinds of grains we eat. In fact, we, we did this exercise the other day and Nelson said, I, I wonder how many, how many different vegetables we ate today. So we started counting up. Oh my goodness. We, we, we were in the thirties. Cause I said, well, don't forget the dressing had this, this and that, and the salad had this and the loaf had this. So we started adding it up, but the diversity of our diet is huge. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 247. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Well, hello there, veggie lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. Today we have with us Kim Campbell from the Campbell family. This is a great interview and I just love her newest book. I know you will too. You definitely have to grab a copy. So let me tell you more about Kim Campbell. She is the author of The Plant Pure Nation and The Plant Pure Kitchen Cookbooks. Her newest cookbook is called Plant Pure Comfort. It's been out since December of 2022. And she developed more than 350 delicious whole food plant-based recipes using no process oils. She's also the Director of Culinary Education and Development at Plant Pure, where she works with her husband, Nelson, building an organization that promotes a whole foods plant-based diet. Nelson directed and produced the groundbreaking movie, Plant Pure Nation. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It is definitely something that's available online. Look up Plant Pure Nation. Really great documentary. Kim graduated from Cornell University with a BS in Human Service Studies with a concentration in Nutrition and child development. 
Her passion has always been nutrition education for children, families, and adults. Kim has been a plant-based cook for more than 25 years, cooking for her family and friends. Her love of culinary goes back to her early childhood growing up in a large traditional family. Kim is gifted at creating traditional American cuisine using 100% accessible plant-based ingredients. She builds flavors and textures that are familiar to most people, helping to make the transition to plant-based diet easier for people. She is also the daughter-in-law of Dr. T. Colin Campbell, considered by many as the science father of the rapidly growing plant-based nutrition movement. So in this episode, we talk about her plant-based journey, what it was like raising plant-based kids, how old they are now, and if they still follow a plant-based diet how she became a chef, and was she always a good cook? We talk about her culinary philosophy and the culinary philosophy they have at Plant Pure. We talk about why she chose to write Plant Pure Comfort Food and how it's different from her other cookbooks. We also talk about the mission and vision of Plant Pure and where the organization is going to be going in a few years. We talk about the Plant Pure Immersions, the newest documentary coming up, and a lot more. So, This is a great episode to get to know Kim Campbell, the mission of Plant Pure, and also more about this cookbook, which I've already made several recipes. I guarantee you're going to like it. Grab a copy. It's very accessible, but also just, just delicious. I talk about a couple of the recipes I've made in there already, and I plan to make more. So thank you, veggie lovers, for being here. I hope you love this episode. Thank you for my longtime listeners for being here. Welcome to the new listeners. I hope you stay a while, you take a peek around at all the other episodes, and that you enjoy it. And now let's welcome Kim Campbell. Kimberly Campbell, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Hi, Yami. Nice to meet you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you. And oh, man. I should have put your book. I don't know where I put it, but I, it's okay. I, love, I love it. <laughs> I love, oh, I love your cookbook. I've already made several recipes out Good. of it, including the berry pie. It was a huge hit at, at the office. So I am really excited to talk to you about your background and everything. So let's start there. Let's talk about your plant-based journey and how you even arrived at learning about plant-based eating and cooking it. So so tell me a little bit about that. Well, let's see. I've been doing this for probably over 30 years now because I married into the Campbell family. So I don't I don't know if I really had a choice, but my passion has always been around nutrition. So when I met Nelson back in high school, I met Colin, Dr. Campbell, when he was doing his research in China. So that's what it's inspired me. I was also very interested in nutrition, but it really inspired me to go into the dietetics program in college. Um, I was disillusioned, as you know, they, in the eighties, we weren't, they were not teaching nutrition the way he was, the research was pointing to plant-based nutrition. So I was disillusioned. I went into teaching and I ended up working because I love children. I ended up becoming a, a teacher um, and then had three children and raised them plant-based and it was very passionate. I taught it in my neighborhood. I taught it in my schools. And that's always what I wanted to do. It's what, it's, it's what really drove me. So I feel like I've gone full circle. I've left the classroom and now I'm, you know, doing all things plant pure here with Nelson. So I love what I do. Um, and it's, it's been a journey and it's been a fun journey. That's awesome. Well, what was it like raising plant-based kids, especially back in the day when things weren't quite as easy? I mean, now you can go to the store and there's like over 20 different versions of plant-based milks and 
all kinds of alternatives and it makes it easier, especially for school age kids and packing lunches. So what was it like? It wasn't easy. Um, you know, we did it and it was, it was something that, you know, I was, that's where my brain was 150%, but it wasn't always easy to find plant-based products. Like even, you know, sometimes I dabble in the plant-based, you know, products. Um, they weren't even there when, when my kids were little. Um, so, you know, we were making hummus sandwiches and even soy milk wasn't that common. There weren't very many uh, vegan cookbooks. I had one or two on my hands, but I pretty much what I developed was what came from mainstream recipes. So I took my mother's old recipes and a lot of the cookbook recipes and I converted them. The kids actually did it with me. Um, and you know that I think what happened is a lot of cheating happened, right? Because I was teaching full time, taking three kids into school with me, making three lunches every morning. And that's when the kids would tease me, I want to go Gert, or I want, you know, they wanted the things that the other kids, you know, the string cheese, which I didn't buy, but that's when we did get into some cheating and they were trading lunches with their friends. So I feel like if I had raised them in today's world, there would have been less cheating, but um, I think I still think we were pretty, we were pretty good. I mean, the kids were, I would say pretty much 95% there um, by the time they were in middle school for sure. And how old are your kids now? Oh, they're adults. Um, I have my oldest is 32. And then I have a son who's 29. And I have a, my youngest daughter's 26. And they're all plant-based. Um, my Both my daughters were health and wellness majors. One of them is a nurse now. The other one's a therapist. So it's kind of interesting that the path that they've taken, but, you know, I, I think, I think we raised them plant, you know, with our philosophy about nutrition and they were exposed to, you know, their grandfather and all of the education, the films that I showed them. So I think I educated them and kind of gave them a really good foundation for what they do now. Yeah. And that's what I tell parents too, is, you know, kids will be kids and, it's very common for them to trade lunch items and come home in their lunchbox with wrappers of things you did not send with them. <laughs> that's very so common. That's not, that's not abnormal at all. But I think that especially when we offer the education and the support and we do it in a loving and a compassionate way without pressure and without shaming, they absorb that. And as they grow, they're able to make their decisions in a way that reinforces how they feel and how they want to feel. So they'll remember, you know, they'll be like, yeah, when I eat this way, I follow this pattern of eating. It actually feels good. And they're not doing it from a place of like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm a bad person. Or if I don't do this, I'm going to die of a heart attack. It's more like I do this because it affirms me and it makes me feel good and, and it aligns with my values, you know? And I feel like that happens a lot. Even if they stray for a little while, they end up coming back because that's where their roots are. So it's good to hear you know, that I, that's what happened with your children. I think they have to stray a little bit. And and I and I remember my oldest in particular went to a pajama party one time and, and ate milkshakes and pizza and all the things that we don't eat at our house. When she came home, she was really hurting and very uncomfortable. She had cramps and complained. And I said, well, a lot of that's the food that you're eating. So trying to explain to her and she, you know, she very quickly, that was third grade, she very quickly 
you know, did a 360 on her, some of her food choices. So if it weren't, if it weren't for some of those experiences with our kids, I'm not sure they'd be where they are now. So. Exactly. And, you know, that's why I talk about don't stress when they do that because it's all a learning experience and that's how we learn. That's how we learn anything really is by trial and error. So that's really good to hear. So tell me about your cooking. So were you always such a great cook or is this something that developed over time? Yeah, I, I, I have been cooking since I was probably seven or eight years old. I was the youngest wow. of four. So we had a big family. My mother was very creative. She was a good cook. She sewed, she gardened, she did all of those things. So I kind of followed those footsteps. And when um, I was in college, I cooked a lot. When we got married and I started having kids, I loved the creativity of food. And I, I think it's I love to nurture people with food. <laughs> it's just what I do. In fact, I don't even know when somebody comes to my house and they're here, I don't know how not to cook for them because I just enjoy it. Um, but like the creative process of it too, trying to figure out how to make plant-based food that is enticing for mainstream people. And that's where this cookbook comes from is when we were doing our immersion in Greensboro, we can talk about that later because Nelson did a, a documentary that comes out this month we were trying to figure out what, what are these people used to eating, you know, taking some of their traditional recipes and making them plant-based, which is what I've always done. But I decided my third cookbook was going to be called the comfort food cookbook, because I think Americans, they always go back to what they grew up on. So these recipes are from kind of all over the world. Um, I tried to pick different cultures and recipes that were familiar and comfortable, whether it was falafels from Israel or paella from Spain or I'm trying to think, I, you know, I had sushi wrappers, things like that. Yeah. So delicious. All of the food you have in there. Tell me about your culinary philosophy. We at Plant Pure, we don't use oil. You know, a lot of people who know us know we have a frozen line, so we don't use any oil. I, I really just don't believe that we need even a little bit of it to make food taste good. Um, I know that a lot of people, when they're transitioning away, they have to kind of slowly move away from the oil. But I, I think you can use plant-based foods that have plenty of oil in them, like an avocado or some nuts and seeds and uh, maybe a little bit of coconut milk occasionally. I think I use those instead of oil. Um, I use a little bit of salt and sugar um, to mainly make the food taste good because I think if you can't flavor it a little bit with spices and seasonings, it's not going to taste like anything. So I'm not SOS free, um, but I'm O free. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I, I feel like your recipes are super well balanced and they play on all those different aspects of the things that we're looking for. I'm a creamy type person. So that's why the berry cheesecake was one of the first things I made from your book. It was so good. And actually, to, to be honest with you, when I was looking at the recipe, I was like, I'm not sure if this is going to be sweet enough because it actually mm -hmm. doesn't have any sugar. And I was just like, I don't know. We'll see. And it was a hit. Like my um, employees have already asked me to make it again. <laughs> so I was mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, it was so yummy, so delicious and so balanced. Yeah. Did you use the agar for that, Yanni? Did you have yes. agar? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's mm -hmm. one of those weird yeah. ingredients. I try not to use a lot of weird ingredients, but every now and then you put something in there that's a little different and unusual, but it's just a seaweed, which helps things. It's like a seaweed that it's, makes things it helps gel. helps things set. Yep. Yeah. Gel up and set. Okay. 
Well, I guess you kind of touched on this a little bit, but how is Plant Pure Comfort Food different from your other cookbooks? It's, um, so I always tell people, it's it's the third book where I learned from the first two. <laughs> so I think it's the best one of the three. Um, Plant Pure Nation was a cookbook that we did for, when we did the film Plant Pure Nation, we did a lot of immersions. We had hired a chef. I was working with the chef. Um, we had hundreds of people going through these immersions and a lot of people asking me for the recipes. So I wanted to provide a resource. So I, the cook, the first cookbook just kind of happened. It was me throwing it together and just not putting a ton of thought into a theme. I just wanted recipes that we were using during jump starts. Um, I went on and I had more recipes. I did Plant Pure Kitchen and then Plant Pure Comfort happened. I, I like to think of it sort of as my pandemic cookbook because a lot of these recipes were developed during the pandemic. We decided to do a um, cook along show. So every Thursday night at 6.30, we turned our cameras on live and we cooked a meal from beginning to end. And we did that for about 50 weeks. And during that time, a lot of people were saying, oh, you need to put this in a cookbook. And it was great because they were my testers. Uh, and so they were giving me advice and feedback. And I called the publishing company at the end of the year and said, hey, I, I think I have a cookbook. <laughs> and they were really excited about what we were doing. Um, so it's kind of the pandemic cookbook. <laughs> nice. It's nice to hear that you were productive during the pandemic. So you use your time well and something <laughs> fruitful came of it. So that's really cool. Tell me about your mission and vision with Plant Pure and where do you hope to see it be in a few years? Where do you want it to be in a few years? Um, so, you know, Nelson produced or, or wrote a documentary um, a couple of years ago. Well, it was, gosh, it was, yeah, about a year and a half ago. We did a, um, an immersion in Greensboro and we used diabetic patients. Um, six of them were diabetics and then two, they had two spouses that came along with them. We lived in a uh, bed and breakfast for 10 days and we hired, um, we had, we, we brought Lori Marbus on, who was a Dr. Lori Marbus, who was our physician. She worked with the diabetic patients and I won't tell you what happened because you'll have to watch the film. Uh, we made a film of it. It's called from food to freedom. And it's very exciting because the results were amazing. It's so hard for me not to tell you what happened in this film. Um, but my my vision, uh, personally, I would like to start doing more immersions, more live-in immersions where people can come and be, you know, and be together for a week, 10 days and really learn this. So that's, that's my passion. I know Nelson will probably keep telling stories and documentaries because that's his passion. And you'll have to do a podcast with him if you want to learn more about that. But I'm the food and the education person. So I loved um, the immersion. I pretty much cooked all the food for everybody for 10 days. And we hired another chef called Fernando. Uh, his name was Fernando Peralta. And uh, we, we just had so much fun nurturing and watching these people heal. It was Amazing. And I've seen it happen so many times, but when you're living with them and you're experiencing it together, it was, it was pretty amazing. That's so cool. And one thing that I'm always interested in is how people react, because I feel like there's all these stereotypes and myths about eating this way and how it's bland and it tastes like cardboard and you're just eating a bunch of grass like a cow. <laughs> so do you feel like the immersion participants were 
pretty shocked that the food was so delicious and filling and amazing. Yeah. In fact, that's in the film too. Um, you know, many people said to us, they had no idea the food was going to taste this good. You know, I, I was, I was putting on the best food. It was, you know, it was a complicated food. I mean, it was things like we did a uh, lasagna and mashed potatoes and veggie loaf and we did tacos and potato bars. It wasn't complicated, but it was definitely, we put a lot of love and energy into it. And they said, one fellow in particular said, I have not eaten this much food so long. Um, and he had amazing results. So I think the food is what really kept people on target. The, the issue was when they left the immersion, and that's in the film too. We, we, we revisit, revisit those people six months later. But yeah, the food was not like cardboard. It was not bland. It was not salad. It was so much more than salad. <laughs> we need to make just the whole world an immersion. Like it'll just be a complete... 100% immersion, <laughs> basically change everybody's food. <laughs> that would be good. Well, tell me about more about the immersions. And is it something I know that y'all have done them in the past? Is it something that you're still actively doing? Or did that slow down with COVID? Um, we're not doing immersions right now. Um, we, you know, we did jump starts, you know, with Plant Pure Nation, and you can see that in the film. We're not doing immersions right now because we're pretty immersed in the film. Um, there's a lot that goes into getting it produced. And I've been working on, you know, cookbook, all things cookbook. Um, so our goal is to actually do some immersions here. I don't know when, I don't know when, that, when the timeline will happen, but but that's our goal. We also have a frozen food line. So <laughs> I feel like we have our fingers in a lot of things. We have a frozen food line that you can... Um, access our food through Publix and Lowe's Foods. Um, I developed a dry line, so I have a line of products that are mostly sauces. And, you know, it's like an enchilada sauce and a curry sauce and a gravy and a, uh, I'm trying to think of a peanut sauce. So you can take those sauce packets and add just water to it, or you can develop a recipe from it. So I've been working on that, which is I probably have 50 recipes that go with our dry line. So the food part of this is never ending. <laughs> There's always yeah. something to work on and improve and yeah. develop, right? That's really cool. Yeah. Where do you, where do you sell the dry line at? We ha it's not, it's not available yet. We're hoping it will be available when the film comes out at the end of March. Um, and right now our co-packer is packing it. Um, and we're hoping it will be ready and in time, ready in time for when the when film comes out. And the film um, from from Food to Freedom, we just showed it to our pod. It's it's done. It's ready. Um, it'll be available on Food Revolution Network, and you can also go to plantpurecommunities.org, and you can go in there and sign up to receive the information about the film. Because it's not it's not currently you can't go on the website and find it now. You'll have to have to kind of wait. If you're a pod leader and you would like to share the film with your pod, uh, you know, please contact us and we, we can make that happen. I'm technically a pod leader, but um, <laughs> ask me how active I've been on that recently. We just moved to a new office and yeah, immersed in my pediatric practice. So, so I can, can, can I, can I interrupt yeah. you for a second? Cause I know you're a pediatrician. Interrupt me. <laughs> and I, I love children. I love children. And I taught school for over 10 years and had three of my own. So how successful are you at getting your, your families and your patients 
to kind of open their minds to, to, to maybe thinking about going plant-based. Hey humans, I know you want to eat healthier, but feel strapped for time. And even the thought of meal planning and cooking stresses you out. Well, have you considered trying a meal kit service? Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that make it easy to stick to a healthy living routine. Find recipes for every lifestyle, including plant-based diets. Green Chef delivers quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients, including low added sugar and sodium smart options. You get to choose from 80 plus flavor packed options that allow you to take back time in your kitchen with dinner ready in 30 minutes and lunch in 10. Try 15 plus new recipes every week. But here's the best part. Green Chef delivers everything you need to make convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals directly to your doorstep. Each meal kit includes pre-measured ingredients, as well as some produce that comes already pre-chopped and custom sauces that are pre-made in-house. They also provide the recipe cards and the meals are really simple to make. It's a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal without the hassle. What I love the most about Green Chef is that it takes the stress out of cooking. The recipes are easy to follow and everything you need is included. So even the less experienced cooks in your house can make a delicious home cooked meal. It's perfect for those seasons in your life that you're really busy with your kids' sports and school events. Hello, spring and time is limited, especially if you want fresh home cooked healthy meals to put on the table. So if you're feeling frustrated by the lack of time to eat healthy and you are ready to try Green Chef and see how easily you can integrate it into your healthy lifestyle, go to greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use the code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with products intended to bring your mind and body back in harmony. They consider themselves a by women and for women company, and they now offer a nutrient-dense green powder called Daily Nutrigreens. Myself and my staff here at Nourish Wellness all tried the Daily Nutrigreens, and we loved it. The Daily Nutrigreens contain an immune antioxidant and detox blend, along with prebiotics, probiotics, and over 35 fruits and veggies. It also contains other important nutrients, such as B12, iron, zinc, and selenium. The daily greens are certified organic and all you have to do is mix it with water, but you can also easily add to your smoothies, your oatmeal, or your baked goods. The daily Nutri-Greens are vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. And another bonus is that the packaging is compostable. Yay! When I tried the apple banana daily Nutri-Greens, I was surprised by the pleasant and mild flavor. It was easy to prepare and drink and didn't leave any aftertaste. And I felt great afterwards. It's really easy to create a daily ritual around your green drink, integrated into your daily self-care routine. A green powder is one way to fill the gap in daily nutrition and is an easy and convenient way to get in your greens. These powders are a great way to add more nutrients into your diet during busy times, travel, and transitions in life when you don't have time or access to fresh green veggies. 
If you're interested in trying Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens, head to myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, that's D-R-Y-A-M-I, for 15% off Equilibria's daily Nutrigreens and much more. That's myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, D-R-Y-A-M-I, at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And now for a very important message. Hey mama, if you are feeling frustrated about mealtime battles, worried that your child isn't eating enough or eating enough vegetables, afraid that your child is going to get some awful deficiency or disease because of the lack of diversity in their diet, I wrote a book that might be for you. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Did you know that most children are born with the innate ability to eat the appropriate amount of food to satisfy their hunger and support appropriate growth? Despite this, parents are still anxious and confused about how much and what to feed their children. In addition, many children are labeled as picky eaters or develop behaviors such as hiding and sneaking food. There's also a growing epidemic of dieting behaviors and eating disorders beginning at alarmingly young ages. In my book, you'll learn the five pillars of healthy eating, how to apply intuitive eating through all the stages of development, lifestyle habits that support healthy eating and body image, troubleshooting and problem solving for picky eaters, overeating and dieting behaviors, how to create and foster a healthy body image in your children, how exploring your own body image and relationship with food will help raise an intuitive eater, and what foods to offer your child at different stages of development. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Are you ready for a fresh approach to feeding your child? For more information, visit dryami.com forward slash book. And now back to the episode. The thing is, is that my population is already leaning that direction. Um, Most aren't 100% plant-based, but a lot are, I would say, plant-heavy and already very open, you know, because my, the name of my practice is Nourish Wellness. I am lifestyle medicine based. So it's a primary care practice, but it has a lifestyle medicine emphasis. So like all over the website, everywhere you see like fruits and veggies and you see like that's what we promote here. So people know I am very regularly having discussions about, you know, getting dairy out, eating more plants, eating less animal products. So it's not a difficult sell around here. But like I said, I attract that population. Now, in my previous practice was a little bit different population. 
And it was one of those things that sounded very foreign and very difficult to my families. And I, I just really think it depends on the family's current lifestyle and how busy they are. Like in my previous practice, there were parents that are working two jobs and working, you know, like literally 20 hours a day. Like they, and it's really difficult to ask a family who is basically just surviving depression, anxiety, sleep deprivation, you know, to just change things very dramatically, you know? And so there's not the bandwidth, there's not the energy. And it's mostly just like, I just need to get my kids fed. And this is what my kids want to eat because, you know, kids will be kids. So mm -hmm. once they get used to a certain thing, that's what they demand. And especially if they're watching a lot of television, we know what that leads to, right? So they're seeing the ads. They want the Thaki, which is the hot Cheetos around here. They want that. They want the cereals. They want those things that are more hyper palatable. And that's what mm -hmm. they demand of their parents. So it can be a vicious cycle. But I'm mm -hmm. fortunate that my practice, I get to work with families that are receptive. So those conversations aren't difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I'll have my teenagers and patients here and there. That's a little bit more of a struggle. But it when I have the conversations, it doesn't, it's not like I'm talking about something that parents have never heard of, you know, they're already right. kind of aligned. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky that way. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. I would love to know. And I always ask this of cookbook authors, and I know it's a very difficult question, okay? So they always say it's an unfair question. But what is your favorite recipe in this cookbook? Um, you know, it's a good question. And I, I, I have tend to have the same answer. But I'm, you know, I'm a moody eater. So, like, if I'm feeling a little, like, down or it's rainy, I want pizza. If I'm, you know, if it's winter time and I want something, you know, warm, it just dep depends on the season. It depends on the mood. We're all just, I think we eat with our emotions. I do anyways. Um, this cookbook, I'd say that my favorite recipe, I have two. One is the lasagna soup and the other is the sweet potato chocolate pudding pie, which Yami, if you have not made that, you have I to made make that. it. I made it already. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we, fed to, we fed that to our immersion and people and they kept saying, there's no sugar in this. I said, no, except for the chocolate chips, which is a very small amount. No, it's just dates and sweet potatoes. And it's pretty, pretty amazing. It's pretty decadent too. It's very filling. You don't need a lot. And the lasagna stew is just like lasagna in a bowl. doesn't get any easier than that. I need to make the lasagna stew because I love, I love lasagna soup. And I made the sweet potato pie when we had my son's girlfriend over for the first time for dinner. And she had never, she has a dairy sensitivity slash allergy. She doesn't get anaphylaxis, but she doesn't have dairy. Yeah. And she had never or never remembered at least having chocolate. And I was like, how can you live your whole life and not have chocolate? So anyway, that blew her away. So she was like, this is amazing. So now, since she now knows that there is such a thing as like chocolate with no milk in it, it's revolutionized her life. But she loved the pie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. a good recipe for that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Which recipe was the most like head banging, complex, you had to tweak a lot of times and like you almost had to give up on <laughs> testing? Uh, um, it, it probably was the Spanish paella. Um, paella, my daughter went to Spain 
and she was there for a few months and she said, mom, you have to make paella. And I said, but isn't that the, the recipe where they put all the clams and the seafood all over the top? And she said, oh yes. And I can't say that my kids don't cheat. So she got it with the seafood, and, but she said, but I think you can make it plant-based. Um, but it has, you know, they use oil in it and it, it, it's, they have a crust on the bottom of the pan. They have a way of doing it. So um, I contacted one of my uh, doctor friends um, in Spain. She's plant-based. And I said, I got to make Spanish paella. What can you do? So she shared with me how they did it. And then I just kind of went back and forth. I, I made it several times because do you use white, white rice? Or do you use whole round rice? Do you do it in the instant pot? Do you use saffron, which is kind of a, a snobby spice because a lot of people can't afford it. So I would say that's the one I, I spent a lot of time on and that sweet potato pie, but that didn't take me very long to know that it was good from the first time out of the gate. Awesome. But I, you know, I've, I've done it for so long, Yami, that I feel like in my head, Nelson always says, how do you know that? And I said, I don't know. I just feel like I know that I know the substitutions and I feel like mm -hmm. if, if I can take a traditional recipe and I can use, you know, a plant-based yogurt that I've made, or I can use um, uh, soy curls or lentils or something to substitute the meat and the dairy, I kind of have an idea of how it's going to work. So I, I can't say that I spent four or five tests on a recipe. That doesn't happen here. We do it maybe twice and it's good. On to the next one. <laughs> nice. You're a very intuitive cook then, a very intuitive chef. That's great. Because I think that's the hardest part about recipe development is the back and forth. And that's where I get lazy because I I'm not super picky. I love food. So to me, it's always just good enough. I'm like, Oh, this, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> but I know that I always feel bad because I feel like people expect that if you put a recipe on social media or something, it's like this perfection, but I, I don't go I don't to that level. So. I, I don't think so. I think a lot of people just do it once or twice and I think the key to developing a recipe is writing it all down. So you probably mm. come up with something that you love. And then if you're like a lot of people, you can't remember what you put in it. So you just, I keep my computer or a pad or something all the time. I write everything down and I, I learned that the hard way. So yeah. I think so you, you learn to be organized. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, my exactly. dad's the same way when he cooks, he never remembers anything. And we just, he'll make something and we love it. We're like, do it again. And he does it again. We're like, no, it's not the same. <laughs> Something's different. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you wish more people knew? Oh, uh, what do I wish more? I, I wish more people knew that eating plant-based is not just eating salad and roasted, roasted vegetables. I, I, I really wish when I tell people I'm plant-based or vegan, and I don't, I don't really tell them that and, and unless they really ask and dive into our lifestyle, but I think they just have this idea of what we eat. And I went to a wedding recently and there there was no plant-based food there. And I got some salad and I think I got some oily vegetables and a piece of white bread because there wasn't really much to eat and kind of pushed it around. And the person that was sitting next to me said, is that all you're going to eat? And I said, well, you know, probably. And, and it was, it was a little embarrassing, but you know, she, as we got talking, she realized I didn't eat meat and I didn't eat dairy. Um, and, and why I did what I did, but, but I think people have this idea that that that's how I eat and that's how my plate looks. And our daughter got married last May and we did a fully plant-based wedding and you would not believe how our plates look. They were just like loaded with all kinds of curries and different things. So yeah, I wish more people knew that. I wish they knew how good this diet was. 
Hey, are you kind of curious about microgreens and including microgreens in your diet, but you're not sure where to start and you're not sure how to do it? I love my Hamama microgreen grower. It's so easy, it's so convenient. So this is how it works. Basically, they send you the kit and it has this little seed quilt, okay? And then you soak the seed quilt in the water and in a few days, you see your tiny little baby sprouts growing and a few days after that, you can start eating them and it's so fun. And you can tell them that you're eating them and they're really happy that you're eating them and your body's really happy that you're eating them. But here's the best part because I've told y'all before, I'm lazy. So I don't wanna have to use any mental energy that I don't need to and they send you seed quilts every month so you don't run out you can change what seed quilts you want to try so here's some examples of some of the seed quilts they have hearty broccoli refreshing cabbage energizing kale spicy daikon radish super salad mix you can even get wheatgrass you can get culinary cilantro or even hot wasabi mustard so there's lots to choose from they have different flavors they're so cute and they're health promoting so you can get a good dose of antioxidants and it's really beautiful i also use them for garnish when i'm making soups and salads and different bowls you can impress your guests but like i said it's going to be low energy cost on your part and it's actually not that expensive either the other thing that i use from hamama is a green onion growing kit which is really cool because it can decrease your food waste so you buy the green onions and then the little part that has the root the white part at the bottom you stick it in these little holes and you just put the water in there and it grows and then you can keep eating the same green onions you just go with your little scissors and you chop it off and you put it into your food so if you want to give it a try you've been curious about microgreens and different ways that you can grow your own food, check out Hamama. You can find it in my show notes for a link to get 15% off, or you can go to dryami.com forward slash shop so that you can find the link and get 15% off your first order. Happy growing. Do you love Veggie Doctor Radio, but you're sick of listening to ads? Join the Plantscription. The Plantscription is a monthly membership where you have access to ad-free episodes of Veggie Doctor Radio every week. But that's not all. You also have access to a monthly live Q&A with me and a monthly live book club. You also get access to writings and musings and free giveaways. It is such a great deal. Right now, it's only $5 a month to join the Planscription. If you want to join, go to planscription.substack.com or go to the show notes to follow the link. Join the Planscription today and join me in this plantastic community. I agree with you. And I even think about whenever... I get to go to the conferences, like the plant-based conferences and my favorite part. I love the lectures. Obviously, I'm a nerd, so I love the lectures, but I really love the buffet. And <laughs> you get you load your plate. It's just so many wonderful recipes and it's so delicious. And you're beyond satisfied. I mean, there's all the flavors and the colors and the aromas. It's just so amazing. And I agree mm -hmm. with you. I think that even professional chefs, a lot of them, have no clue like you'll go to this restaurant and the options are just like it's all plain vegetables they're not using beans they're not using whole grains you know it's like basically i'm just gonna grill 
this broccoli for you. And that's your, that's what you eat. And like, no, I eat more than just that. Even though I love it. Broccoli is my favorite. And there's, there's so many plants. So I'm still learning. I mean, there's still things that come up, you know, what was it, five years ago, jackfruit became a big thing. And I thought, oh, uh-huh. what is this jackfruit? And then it was soy curls. And now there's all, I mean, when I was a kid, you're younger than I am. But when I was growing up, we didn't have fresh mushrooms in the grocery store, let alone a variety of mushrooms. So now we have all different kinds of mushrooms, king mushroom, king oyster mushrooms and shiitake and on and on it goes. But I think that the world of plants is much more diverse than going to the the meat counter. There's not a lot on the meat counter. <laughs> so I, 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 I people just understood how many different kinds of grains we eat. In fact, we we did this exercise the other day, and Nelson said, "I, I wonder how many how many different vegetables we ate today." So we started counting up. Oh my goodness, we 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 were in the 30s because I said, "Well, don't forget the dressing had this, this, and that, and the salad had this, and the loaf had this." So we started adding it up. But the diversity of our diet is huge, which creates a much healthier gut biome. Um, so I, I I just I just don't think we even really know we know the benefits, but do we really know all the benefits? of eating a plant-based diet. You know, I get religious about this because I just think there's there's so many benefits and so many different things that we can do with our diet. Um, you know, diabetes, heart disease, you know, menopause, women's health, children's health, just on and on. Don't get me going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind and of just well being to too. Lectures. Yeah, and just well being. So even if you don't have a chronic condition, but you're, you know, you're not feeling good, you're not having good energy, eating more plants, eating more fiber, eating less processed foods, it can make a huge difference. Just like hopefully we're going to see soon in this film, in a matter of days, it doesn't have to take months and years, it can be days. So I think it's worth trying and considering for people that would like to feel different. Mm-hmm. What what could it be for you if you decided to adopt a whole food plant-based diet? So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Do you have a morning routine? Do I have a morning routine? I'm kind of an early morning person. Um, sleep is, and we eat really well and I exercise, but sleep is, I find the older I get, um, it's, it's not always a given that you're going to get a full eight hours of sleep. So I get up pretty early in the morning and um, trying to think what my routine is. We, we walk together. I walk two or three miles a day. And probably one of the first few things I do in the morning is drink a lot of water that keeps the plumbing going. Um, <laughs> and then we pretty much work um, and just, just stay active. I don't have a specific morning routine as far as what I eat. It depends on my mood. Uh, we eat oats in the morning, or I might have peanut butter toast now and that, or maybe plant-based yogurt. Um, so I've kind of gotten into this really bad, it's not a bad habit, um, but this habit of having ice cream for breakfast. I saw, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just <laughs> I bought this, um, the Ninja Creamy. Do you know about the Ninja Creamy? Yeah. yeah I heard I it's awesome. Thing. Do you love it? <laughs> I love it. So what I do with the night before is I put like all sorts of things in it, like bananas and berries and yogurt. And I kind of decide what I'm going to have my ice cream and then I freeze it. 
And then the next morning I make ice cream because I love ice cream and I, I just don't feel guilty about it except I put a lot of, you can put oats in it, you can put soy milk in it. So that's kind of my routine. I, I guess I'm not, I don't have a specific routine or a specific breakfast. I wish I could tell you that, but I'm, I'm probably not that routine yeah, about how I do things. Yeah, everybody's different. I'm just always curious. So yeah. it's great to hear. And it, yeah. it sounds like your ice cream is a very health promoting ice cream. So it's not like it's, you're sitting there eating Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs. No, <laughs> so, I think of like a, a frozen smoothie is, is what I think of. But I, I yeah. grew up, my, my father was a dairy farmer. So we always had ice cream in the house. Yeah. And then we went plant-based yeah, and that was the hardest thing for me to give up. So now with this Ninja Creamy, I just, I love it. <laughs> Get to have it every breakfast. I love it. Start your day with ice cream. Start your day right. Well, this has been great, Kim. Can you tell us where listeners can connect with you and where they can find your book? You can get the Plant Pure Comfort book and I'll show you what it looks like. Um, you can get this on Amazon. Um, it's available. It's been available since December. You can find more recipes because I'm always developing and creating things and giving people tips and ideas. You can go to Plant Pure Chef Instagram or you can go to Plant Pure Nation Instagram. I do both of them. Somehow I inherited one from my daughter who was managing one. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. If you are interested in becoming a pod leader or finding out if there's a pod near you, we, our nonprofit organization is called plantpurecommunities.org. You can go in there. You can find out if there's a pod locally, if you wanted to become a pod leader. And I can't say enough. I know we're all busy and I got really busy and I kind of let my pod go and combined with the Chapel Hill pod. So we have pod meetings every month, but it's so nice. Uh, we've really gotten to know people and we don't have huge meetings. I mean, sometimes it's just 30 people. We had 80 people showed that we showed the film last weekend, but sometimes just starting small and having five or six or seven people come together that are like-minded and can just share and talk about the things that you and I talked about. So that's plantpurecommunities.org. If you want to know what we're doing at Plant Pure Nation, you can go plant go to plantpurenation.com um, and that gives you information about our food. But for the film, you would go to plantpurecommunities.org. Phew, <laughs> that was a mouthful. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay, that's great. And final question, what advice do you give to parents regarding preparation and traditions around food? Involve your children, your kids. I don't care how old they are, if they're two get them up to the sink and get them doing things, even if it's little things. Um, and then if they're in if they're high school or they're middle school, get them involved in cooking and planning. Um, but because I can't stress enough the fact that I think we go out to eat too much. I think kids rely on convenience and fast foods and to get them to walk away from that, you can't cut it off right away because that's, that's difficult. But if you can get them involved and say, Hey, you know, can you make Tuesday night's meal? And maybe it's pizza, making it plant-based and just involving them. And then lastly, sound like I'm preaching here, <laughs> but getting everybody to sit down together at a meal, even if it's just, oh my gosh, if it's cereal and you don't want to cook, you know, sit down together, talk about the day and, you know, be a family. Because I, when my experience in teaching was that a lot of kids are not doing this. And I get it, you're busy, um, but you know, at least try to do it a few times a week 
um, and, and really focus on that because the kids need you and you, they're watching you. <laughs> good, good, bad, and ugly, right? They watch everything we do. So Yes, absolutely. And yeah, the data shows it doesn't have to be every day. And I know that people have different schedules and different work schedules and sports and things like that. But even if you can do it three to four times a week, it doesn't have to be dinner. One of our big celebrations every week is we have what I call Sunday special breakfast. So I'll sleep in on Sunday mornings. because That's my one day I sleep in and get up and I very calmly make an amazing brunch for us. And so a lot of times it'll be like a scramble and I'll do some veggies and sometimes maybe some waffles or some pancakes. Anyway, it's amazing. And we all look forward to that. And that's one of the times that we have meals together. Friday night, we have meals together. And during the week, we try to wherever we can. But as my kids have gotten older, they're off at sports, they're off at their activities, you know, things change over time. So especially you parents of younger kids, take advantage while they're younger to sit down Mm -hmm. at the table with them because it changes fast as they get older and get involved in their activities. It really does. Kim, thank you so much for everything that you do. You are just working so hard and I can tell that you're so passionate and you just have so much energy to give back to the world. So I really appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much for being a guest on Veggie Doctor Radio. Good luck with your cookbook and the film and everything that's to come with Plant Pure Communities. And I hope that you have a very plantastic day. And right back at you. Thank you for all that you do, Yami. We need more physicians like you in this world. Thank you. Hey, veggie lover. I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.